comedy fans, it's an all-new Comedy at the Carlson cast. Get more information and subscribe at carlsoncast.com. Today's episode, we're joined by our very special guest, Jackie Fabulous. This episode is, of course, brought to you by Three Heads Brewing, the makers of Rochester's favorite beer. Remember, do good things, drink responsibly, and always be kind. Now he's your very special host. He asked us to call him Vinny Fabulous, but nobody's going for it. It's Vinny Paulino. Nobody? Not one person is going to go with it? Not one person. Nope, nope, nope. Voting at that is running at 0% Mm. right now. Ah, what is winning? (laughs) Just... Vinny it's dumb? still not snug fit, is it? Because I really <laughs> hate that nickname. <laughs> I don't like being called snug fit Paulino. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Comedy at the Carlson cast. I'm your host, Vinny. Joining me over there on the couch is Ross Johnson today. Hello. And uh, as always, sitting next to me is my trusty old co-host, Brian Ball. That's the nicest intro you've ever given me. I described really you like surprised. a lazy county sheriff. <laughs> hey, and you're saying that was very nice. That's an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that how they describe that useless bailiff on uh, the people's court? I think so. Trusty yeah. old Rusty. Oh, yeah. Rusty. Yeah. Trusty He's a old Rusty. trusty old Rusty. He always shows up. Punches the clock on time. <laughs> oh, goodness. Bold we- choice with the horizontal stripes, though, today, Brian. Good job. I like it. Very nice. Now, I don't want to bury the lead, but I don't know if you guys heard. We have a fabulous guest today. What? Yes. Is that a hint? Huh? We have Who, the wonderful Jackie Fabulous wow. is joining us. Uh, and if you would like to see Jackie Fabulous this weekend, you have four more chances. Tickets are on sale now, carlsoncomedy.com. We're going to give away a few of them during the interview, so make sure you tune in, and we'll tell you how to do that. Now, uh, a couple things we need to discuss before mm-hmm. we talk to Jackie. Mm-hmm. This contest, kids, the funniest person in Rochester yes. contest is looking good this year. We have over 90 contestants. Really? Wow. Yeah. Apparently, during COVID, a lot of people put (laughs) try stand-up comedy on their bucket list. Working on their type (laughs) five. And honestly, if it's as good as uh, the new comic night shows were, I'm all in. I'm all in. I can't wait. So they're going to be starting not this week, but the following week, the 24th, 25th, and 26th were the original dates. But because we had such a massive amount of comics sign up, we had to add two more shows on Sunday the 27th. So we are going to have four nights of prelims, all hosted by our buddy from Radio 95.1, who you met on last week's show, Bill Moran. So excited about that. I'm very, Uh, I love, I love, like, judging the contest it's one of my favorite things well brian not only are you going to be a judge on the first night on the thursday night show mm-hmm. you are going to be the uh featured comic yes i'm very excited about it yes sir. always a good too. crowd it's always a lot of fun and uh ross if you'd like to come out and be a judge you're always welcome i would love to be a judge I'm- it's like we're just we'll give you a scorecard you could draw and you're not <laughs> <I'm> very- <laughs> you're about woke can, out as long as i can color when i'm bored that's fine yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. get your pants we'll, we'll give you <laughs> yeah. multicolored uh markers thank you um yeah. does it matter that they're rose art <laughs> not at all no that's even better we're, there's no way we're wasting the crayolas a, on you i want a uh not a sit and spin. What <laughs> well, it's a little too early for that joke. Uh, the contest is coming up. Uh, Jackie Fabulous Forward Show. She's going to be uh, joining us via Zoom in just a minute or two. Uh, so I guess what's left is to uh, have Brian here tell us all about our upcoming shows. So uh, take it away. Hit the schedule promo. We have lots of really great shows coming up for you here at Comedy at the Carlson. Check out our schedule at carlsoncomedy.com. This weekend, we have the fabulous Jackie Fabulous. 
And coming up next weekend, we have Stavros Helkios. That's June 17th through the 19th. And the hilarious Rachel Feinstein, July 8th through the 10th. And local sorcerer Sky Sands returns July 15th through the 17th. And Preacher Lawson, July 22nd through the 24th. Those are selling out really, really fast. We also have Shane Gillis coming up August 5th through the 7th. And Jeff Allen, one night only on August 9th. And local guy coming back to grace us with his presence, Jamie Lissau, September 2nd through the 4th. Always great to see Jamie. The Uncle Louie Variety Show, September 9th through the 11th. And our lighting designer, Andy of the TV Show, Tom Green, September 17th and 18th. And Vic DiBetetto on September 30th through October 2nd. And the very, 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 very funny Harlan Williams on October 8th and 9th. Can't wait for that one. And one of my personal favorites, Mark Norman, October 14th through the 16th. And Jeff Garland, October 22nd through the 23rd, just announced that selling out really fast. And Pete Corelli, October 28th through the 30th. And one night only, the legendary Dr. Dirty John Valby will be here November 24th. Earl David Reed's returning November 26th and 27th. And Mike Young will be here December 2nd through the 4th. And one we've all been waiting for, Michael Rappaport, comes here on December 9th through the 11th. We'd love to see you at a show. Again, check us out at carlsoncounty.com or call 585-4-COMEDY for tickets. We'll see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, not only is my guest today a comedian and a semifinalist of the 2019 season of America's Got Talent, she's a highly sought-after public speaker, she's an actress, and uh, she's also a former lawyer, so we got a lot of questions there. Uh, she's also your headliner this weekend here at Comedy at the Carlson. There are four shows left, and you can get your tickets right now at carlsoncomedy.com. Joining me today via Zoom from her fabulous hotel room, it is Jackie Fabulous. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Oh, I'm so, I don't know. I'm just having a morning. I'm glad to have somebody nice to talk to today. <laughs> yeah, I had my co-hosts sit here earlier. They made me miserable. Now I get to talk to you. So this is awesome. Jackie, I feel Aww. like I know you already because I've been listening to your stand-up this week. Don't apologize for that. And I got to tell you, you have such an interesting backstory. I don't even know where to start with this, but I want to start off by saying I love your mom. She sounds the best. She sounds hysterical <laughs> to me. Well, that makes one of us. No, I'm kidding. I would die ah. for my mother. I love her. <laughs> well, I a mean, lot of people, a lot, a lot of people, when I started my stand up career, I made fun of her incessantly. And the audience is like, I love your mom. And I'm like, oh, now I got to stick with this. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that makes sense to me now because I also watched your uh, America's Got Talent uh, uh, performances and your mother went to see you for the very first time when you were on that show. Yep, because she didn't really believe for some reason. She didn't believe that it was real. She thought it was kind of a hobby or I would collect a couple dollars here and there. And I'm like. Mom, the, the same people you watch that you love. She loves Kathy Griffin. She loves Chris Rock. I'm like, you realize that we all do the same job. They're just really rich. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's hysterical. You know? Like, yeah, Bob, it's a real thing. We're going to put you in the balcony seating. Like, it's a real thing, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be on camera. Yeah. What's funny is that, you know, she was happy to tell everyone, nope, I've never seen anything she's ever done. No idea why I'm here. Is this even real? And to this day, I still got to remind her, like, mommy, you know, I got three standing ovations. I mean, I'm kind of OK at this. I'm not. How, 
Chappelle, but Jesus. How fun is it to get three standing O's in front of your mother the first time she ever saw you in a theater? Well, the first one, the second one, she was there. The first one was the one where I made them sit down and be like, okay, guys, I did a thing. Let's watch. And they're like, whatever. What are you doing? Five minutes again on some random show. And I'm like, no, this this show is being seen by everyone on Earth. And when they watched it, (laughs) they still didn't have anything good to say. They just, they... My my father passed away four years ago. So now my mother and my aunt and their primary thing when they see me on TV is, oh, God, you need to lose a little bit of weight. Or why did you wear your hair that way? Some parents and family, they don't they don't really care. We're kindred spirits in that regard. Yes. My mom will see a video of me doing some show that shirt. You wore that (laughs) makes you look tubby. I I get that a lot. So I'm totally with you on that. I feel it. They don't get it. They you know, and I'm like. I've tried. I'm like, mommy, I have not kept any job this long. If anything, you should be able to <laughs> notice that. Like, mommy, you've seen me get jobs and get fired, quit. This is the only thing that I have come back every Thanksgiving and been like, guess what? I'm still doing this. And they're like, ah, eh, whatever. And now it's 17 years in. I'm like, okay, do we believe it yet? And they probably still don't. <laughs> so you're, you're 17 years in at this point. Every uh, great comedy career has an origin story. So how did it start for you? Like 17 years ago, what were you doing in life and what made you step on a stage? 17 years ago, I was 35 years old, I think. That's when I started. And uh, I was working at LegalZoom.com on the Hollywood Boulevard in L.A., Okay. And my girlfriend, Sarah, said, Jackie, you know, I'm, I was always funny girl. I've always been funny. Mm-hmm. Not the clown, but the lighthearted funny one. And she's like, there's a writing class given by Judy Carter, uh, a comic writing class. You should try it. And this was when I had no aspirations for anything. I was just doing my nine to five job. Right. And I took Judy Carter's writing class and it was for fun. I had no career aspirations for this. I'm like, I need, a, I need a, something to do after work. And I took her class, and after six weeks of her class, our, my first show was at the Hollywood Improv, September 16th, 2005, I believe. That's some good and memory. Yes. I, anything, any milestone in this business, I know the exact date, time, place. And I did my five-minute set, and I did well. And everyone who was in the class and my teacher was like, you cannot stop doing this. You must continue. And I'm like, for fun. I did it for fun for years until 2010 where – when Caltech fired me, that's when I'm like, okay, probably I'll try this full time. Oh, so I did on. it as, on, as a fluke. I went on stage for fun. I didn't have any goals. I just wanted to have a good time after work. I was bored. So you took the class, which is is cool because a lot of people don't take a class. They just show up at an open mic yeah, with hundred people, know. and a star yeah. is born. You yeah. you took a class. You learned a little bit about what you were doing. You talked to some people, and then you did it. How would you describe your first set? Do you feel like uh, your act? still kind of feels uh, true to that? Or do you feel like you've evolved as a performer in those 17 years? You know, I still have that set on, I still, it's still a YouTube show that I found the other day. I think my first set, I was really dialed into the structure of a joke and try and professionally tell in this time of period, in this uh, period of time, tell five jokes, seven jokes and I was very structural with a little bit of personality, a lot of sex jokes, leaning on easy stuff. Sure. And then when I watch myself now, I'm like, now everything is about me personally that I know women and people can relate to. At first, then all you want to do is be like, you just you just got to get through the time and be funny right. the whole time. Do you it feel like you're able to do that? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Do you feel like you're able to do that now because people know you and have learned who you are kind of as a character and you're able to get into that more personal stuff? I think when they, I think I've, I have developed an expectation of my standup that when I get on stage, you're first and foremost going to relate to me because I'm going to talk about what I'm going, what's going on in my life. And that's usually what I ask in my shows, primarily women, they yeah. huddle out around me and they're like, look, I have, I have one joke about, um, Every time I laugh, Rich Nate, I, I pee a little bit because I'm going to be 50 in August. Right. And I did a show in, in, in L.A. and this lady after the show got me real close in my ear. It's like, I'm having, I'm having a procedure to have that fixed tomorrow. And I'm like, what? The peeing? And I'm like, so I knew after that, that, that was like about five years ago at Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. I'm like, I'm clearly setting sell, telling them giving a message to women like look we all go through the same crap everybody yeah. just take it easy you know i love that though that that's kind of the thing that uh we're missing in the world because i feel like everything is so polarized let's find the stuff that just brings us together as people can we can we all yeah. just like find the things that make us all happy to be people together and smile and laugh it's all i want <laughs> in the world it's all i want yeah. You know no. what's funny about that? Last night when I got on stage, the first thing I talked about was uh, all the Amazon shopping I've been doing. Nice. And the whole room collectively were like, oh, I'm like, we all had the same pandemic, did we not? We all were at home shopping too much, drinking too much, eating too much, sex with the wrong person. And they were, the whole room was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And when you do that <laughs> to begin your performance, the audience is like, she's here for us. People are just leaning over going, I shop on Amazon, too. I just bought something <laughs> during her show. Yeah, oh, during the opener. I was sitting here and I ordered a pair of shoes. Exactly. <laughs> don't do that. If you're coming to a show, don't do that. No, get off your phone. I will and catch I'll, you. I'll see you. We'll throw it right at the wall. That's what we do around <laughs> here. Rip it out of your head and chuck it at the wall. So. <laughs> Uh, I got a I got a question from a a viewer. Uh, Truman asks, "Is your mom really mean, or is she just being funny?" No, she doesn't know she's being funny. Okay, she's uh, that's a natural character trait, I think, in people who are not from, from um, immigrants. They're very they're very like, look, get a job, get a house, get a car, get a maid, get have a pet, and then die. And her and and. <laughs> Her conflict with me is always, I don't want to do anything traditionally because I don't think my mind can take it. I'm, I'll get too bored. I might have ADD. I feel like I have a purpose. And people in her generation, their purpose is survival. Yeah. And my purpose has been survival slash. I want to have some fun too, you know? And so she and I are always kind of butting heads. Yeah. So we, we do have a natural conf conflict. That's, you know, but it's love. It's no, it's not a real, sure. it's not real. It's just like, I, mommy, you don't get it. And she's like, there's nothing to get. And that's her whole thing. <laughs> that's really interesting. Hope that yeah. answered your question, Truman. Uh, congratulations. Uh, you are going to see Jackie Fabulous tonight at the nine o'clock show. There are going to be two tickets waiting for you at the box office. Truman, make sure name. you say hi. All right. And uh, I have uh, two more pairs to give away to tonight's nine o'clock show. So all you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is... Text the keyword fabulous to 585-484-0265 right there on the screen underneath. Shoot us a text and uh, we're going to randomly pick some people today at noon and we will uh, text you back and let you know what's going on. So, Jackie, you were a lawyer. You talk a little bit about 
that finding your home, like finding the thing that stuck for you. And that was comedy. And it's so interesting to me because I talked to a lot of comedians doing the show and it seems to be a similar trait that performers have. And that is only really fitting in, in that world, like going into a nine to five or going to other things just don't seem to, to suit people who are built for comedy and law school and being a lawyer. Was that the same thing for you? It just didn't work. Just wasn't your style. I have no regrets for having my law degree. It's on my wall when I do my own zoom stuff and I'm, you know, I have all that in my head still. I'm very proud that I have a law degree because I love all things law, every TV show I've seen them all. And I just had a desire as a little girl. I'm like, I want to be a lawyer. I saw it on TV. I didn't really know what it was. But then when I started before law school, I worked in law firm because I was like, I have to be an attorney. Yeah. And then I, I couldn't get into any schools in New York because my I'm a horrible test taker. Most comedians weren't really excellent students. And then I found a school that said yes in California and I went and I loved it. But I don't think I'm cut out for any office job unless it's an office job where I could also do stand up. I could, okay. I could easily have a writing job on a TV show because all day long you're thinking of jokes. Right. And I think my personality is just not one where I am happy working in a place where I cannot be, I guess, for lack of a better word, inappropriate, free, <laughs> you know, and right? in, in the comics world, like I remember I was in a green room in L.A. and I had just I had made some comments about tea bags and I was really t- I was talking about actual tea bags. I want some chamomile. Yeah. And these comedians walked in the room at the time. and They're like, oh, God, tea bag Jackie. Knowing that we could actually talk about teabagging for real sexually if we wanted to, because we can, you know what right. I mean? So that's I need to be in an environment where I'm like, I can talk about teabags for actual tea yeah. or teabags as a porn category. Yeah, you and could not do worry both. about getting fired. And HR isn't going to pop out from behind a door and yell at you. No. So I need to work somewhere where I can be free because I realize that I'm happiest when I can say what I want. When I want, and comedians are the only group of people, especially now in 2021, where all the rules have gotten enforced in yeah. terms of how women are treated and all that kind of stuff. So, you can, I, I like being in an environment where everyone is silly and, you know, and it, fun to be around. And, you know, I just realized that those are my people. When you find your people, you realize I, I'm going to die around this kind of person because I'm only comfortable and happy around them. It makes it hard to do everything, it makes it hard to date. Because regular guys are like, I don't understand your your sarcasm. I'm like, well, that's why I've I've dated comedians, because it's it's easier. Right. You know, you could be absolutely awful to each other and laugh it off. Exactly. And I want to be able to say what I want to say to a person and not worry. Oh, my God. Are they crying in the next room? (laughs) That happened to me the other day at my (laughs) I, I made a joke about something and my wife just was like, I thought she was laughing and it went right to why did you oh, say Oh God. I've never felt, I've been holding this in for three days. I'm really glad you brought that up because I feel <laughs> like this might be a support group. <laughs> okay. Oh so enough about me. I got to ask you this. Tell the truth. In your personal opinion, Jackie Fabulous, yeah. would you recommend the kids go to college or would you rather recommend they just go to AGT? What do you think is better? You know what? I think college is a scam now. And I have all the degrees and I know a lot of young people really. This is coming from a lawyer, kids. Yeah, college is fun. And I think that's all it is. Like when I went to college, the worst thing you could have done was tell me that college classes were optional because I did not go. I I showed up at the finals like who got notes? 
because I've not been here all year. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to lie. I, I think people should, before they sign up to go to college, look into a trade or owning a business because now there's so many ways to make a living without moving away for four years and giving away, you know, I'm sorry, borrowing thousands of dollars. Tens of thousands. First of all, why college does not have to be four years. If you just give me all the classes and let me finish it in my at my pace, I'll be done in a year and a half or two. Most people, <laughs> not even geniuses. It does feel a little arbitrary that they've just decided on like this four-year term schedule. Yeah, that you have a break. What the hell? Just give me the materials. Tell me I have until this time to finish it. Most human beings will be like, I don't have four years. I want right. to get this done in one. You know what I mean? Right, right. So college is great, but in 2021, I would be like, if you could put find some money from your TikTok video to open up a hair salon or a spa, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just so many ways now to make a living. It does not require you committing four years of your mind and your wallet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so my question for you is this. You did AGT in 2019. You did it uh, pre-COVID, uh, which – We've talked a lot on this show with uh, many people who've been contestants on that show. And I honestly believe that AGT is like the new tonight show in terms of launching the careers of comics because nobody gets a bump anymore, like off of late night, the way they used to, they get the bump off of AGT. Am I wrong? I, I agree. I agree. I, uh, God willing, a late night show appearance will be in my, my near future. And but I realized that when I booked it, everyone's like, you know, this is not going to do anything, right? Because we all been on the show. You know, I, I don't want to get your hopes up, but there are going to be people who watch this at night. Does that help? Oh yeah, you're <laughs> okay. right. You're right. Okay. So AGT just does a really good. Here's the thing about AGT: most late night shows, a lot of people will watch a clip the next day, maybe, but they don't really watch the shows live anymore. Yeah. AGT is one of those shows where people, it's still appointment TV. Yep. People still are like on Tuesday at eight o'clock on Channel Four, we're gonna watch, you know, animals uh compete against other animals and <laughs> we're gonna watch Jackie compete against, you know, children. Sure. And people love the the show is watched. It's the number one show every year when it's on. Yeah. Because the, the, the everyone on earth has seen the show. And I realized, you know, you don't know that when you're doing it. You know it, but you can't think about it because it'll make so you too nervous. Well, yeah, that was going to be my next question is when you're sitting here and you you know very well that everybody in the world is watching this show and you got to walk out there and you have sourpuss Simon Cowell sitting there. You got these people and you have to go out there and make them laugh. Woo. That's a They're tall all, order, Jackie. You know what? It I didn't find it hard at all because okay. I perform every night somewhere. And when I got AGT, I did not make it, you know, Jackie's now on AGT, cancel all shows. I kept my schedule the way it was. There you go. I would still tour. I would still do shows in LA. And I told the show and they knew it's in her best interest to not stop performing because we want her to come here and not bomb. So they sure. worked around my schedule. They're like, you go do, you go to Milwaukee and come back. We'll be here. They really made it so that I would not feel like I had to halt my life to do that show because I wouldn't have done well. I did well because I didn't, I, I added it to my career, my, my calendar. I made it, I'm like, Monday, I'm going to do the improv, Tuesday, AGT. And I did so, and when I did the show, I had shows after the, the filming. Right. Like I, would, I would do AGT, be there, locked up for, for 12 hours, and still have a 10-minute set of the Hollywood improv afterwards. I, the key for something that big is do not make it that big because you'll, you'll psych yourself out and get nervous. That make is it, some... 
amazing advice. Yeah, I gave I made AGT a comedy club. I'm like everyone in this room in the auditorium or in the theater. That's my audience. I'm on at seven fifteen AGT. Yeah, and then on to the improv. That's I love it. that. You have yeah. to. Otherwise, you'll be like, I have to tell all of my friends and family and jobs I cannot see you until I'm done with AGT. That's ridiculous. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> well, Jackie, from what I'm what I'm getting is from when you started 17 years ago, you're a bit of a natural at this. I think I'm naturally funny and that makes and I like it. And I'm not I don't and I like it even when it sucks. That's the thing. It can be I'm consistently delivering, I think, most of the time when I'm hired to perform. Yeah. But here's the thing about it is that I'm actually having a good time at it. And when I'm and when I'm not having a good time, or I get a I get bad news or COVID cancels sure. my calendar because after AGT I was booked for like a year. Well, that was going to be my next question: is like your career has got you're at this point where your career is poised to skyrocket off of being on the biggest show on the planet. Now and then now we have a global pandemic. After that break, so you and that that's what I'm saying is that this job you have to really be a natural, but you also have to know that things are going to really suck every now and then. Yeah. Can you be a natural even when it sucks? And during when COVID hit, I immediately started doing Zoom comedy shows, uh, virtual shows. So, I mean, I can't even count how many because I realized yeah. that this is the time right now where things suck and you're confused and you, you're not you're not a big you're not your AGT doesn't matter. because really like we want people are dying, you know, forget AGT. Sure. So you have to realize that. Being natural helps, but also knowing that it's going to suck sometimes and you have to maintain the enthusiasm and the talent God gave you, even when things are horrible. Yeah. And that's the key. And and to me, that's the mark of a true professional. That's the mark of someone who cares about putting out a quality product for their audience. Uh, oh, for yeah. People coming out. You're not going to let the world affect you. You're coming on to put on a Jackie fabulous show. So I'm folks, very- there's four more this weekend. <laughs> There's four more. He comes Come on, guys. We're back outside. We're outside again. <laughs> no, we're inside, baby. We ain't going outside. We're about to hit Rochester. It's going to snow any minute now. Are you kidding it me? It is? Stop that. Sure. No. It just might. You haven't been up here much. So, Jackie, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, tell me the truth. You were nervous for a second when you first walked out on stage on oh, a AGT, right? Because I watched yeah. this, there was a split second. You were like, good day, good morning. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> then you went into material, and you were <laughs> the most polished person I've ever seen. It was amazing. You know, when I when I came out, I did feel, you do get kind of hit starstruck when you walk out because you realize, and not, and not even starstruck because of any of the judges, you get starstruck because of Simon Cowell. Like Simon Cowell is the one judge where you walk out, you're like, oh my God, you that are shirt real. is so tight. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> but when I came out, he was all smiles because I don't know, maybe you don't know what your first impression is going to be when somebody yeah. meets you. Well, he may you, have seen me and been like, Oh, she's cute. I have no idea what he may have been thinking. You know, people describe you as having a sparkling personality. Oh. What is you know, that? What is that like to be described having a sparkling personality? All I've ever been described as is like prickly. Like I don't, I don't know what that's. I mean, that's a nice way of saying alcoholic. No, I'm kidding. Um, I just, I'm a happy person because well, top of I, the morning to you. <laughs> I just realized that this job is very solo, and I'm going to be alone doing it a lot. And I, I've realized that I've taken on the role of knowing that it's not so much I want to be a star as much as 
people out there feel like I give them a break from what they're doing in their lives. Yeah. And and I realized that <clears throat> I realized that during my shows, watching people spit up drinks or old people, I've had old people fall out the chair because they didn't laugh. They people have been to shows and, and really have never laughed a lot in their lives. So to see people come to a show and like spitting up their food and they're t- they're crying and because they're like, I didn't know that I would have all these reactions. And I realized what? that that is my purpose in life. These are people who just uh, never realize the difference between a live comedy show versus just watching it on TV. Yeah, they don't know. And, the show, and on TV, we're not doing unless you're doing a special, you're on TV having a good time for five minutes. Sure. So when they when they come to see you live for 45 minutes to an hour. A lot of people are like, this woman is telling jokes the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, guys, this is a career for most of us. (laughs) Comedy, (laughs) it's on the wall. What are we doing here? The biggest, the funniest compliment I got recently is that when I was done, this guy said to me from the audience, that was a lot of material. I don't know whether he meant I was good or bad. He just meant you really came with a lot of crap. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like that's a, that's an interesting compliment. Yes, I was like, okay, yes, I did bring I, a lot of material. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you, I would react to that. I so, know, and I'm like, that was his way of saying you really filled up my head with a lot of crap, and I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> so, Jackie, speaking of uh, specials, you are filming your first this very week. Is that true? Yes, this Tuesday coming up, I am. Spending these shows, really working on it, having the audience help me out. And I'm not going to lie. I'm scared to death. <laughs> well, you can't be. You did. Yes, you you stared at Simon Cowell's tight shirt and his nipples and his hairy chest all through his shirt. You stood there and you performed it. You made it to the semifinals. You could damn well do your special, Jackie. We believe in you. That's what my manager said. She's like, you made three minutes funny. You know how many comics can't do that? And I'm like, all right, I guess that's the point. You know, we're doing a thing here at the club. We're doing a uh, funniest person Rochester contest. You know, most clubs do those types of things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the big complaint that I'm reading from all these uh, comedians is like, because the opening round, they get three to four minutes. Yeah. And they're all like, what am I going to do with three to four minutes? I'm like, try and tell it a joke. Like when they when I get these emails, I look at it like, what are you even saying to me? You can I'm like, you don't, can't make don't, someone- say, don't say hello, don't do crowd work, just open up with hey, the funny thing about raisins, start immediately. Yeah. You know? I got <laughs> nothing even, on raisins. Where's my raisins material? Exactly. Oh, even with AGT, starts. even with AGT when I walked out, they interviewed me because they want to get, you know, my personality. But when it was time for me to start, they did like stop the fanfare and say, Okay, now Jackie, begin. And then I'm like, and then joke right away. You know what I mean? Even though, you know. That's a pro. Ready? Go. Yes. You're on. I love it. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, not only is Jackie performing four shows, we now know that these four shows are her working her hardest to put her special to get those last reps in before they record her special this week. So that means yeah. you are in for an extra special treat here at the Carlson and Rochester. Or a scary, oh, scary, God. scary treat. A scary, scary, scary treat. I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to bother anybody. You'll be okay. It's not scary. It's okay. gonna be fabulous. Where Did you pick your stage name or did somebody else give it to you? No, that was me. That was me years ago on, on just for fun because my real name is very long and people like it, but it's hard to remember, hard to spell, hard to pronounce. It's not a, a difficult name, but I wanted something catchy. 
yep. that I can brand later and build a business around. Because at some point I realized this is a bit, bu- I'm the business. It's yep. not just joke, joke, joke. I mean, I'm an actual corporation. So I realized I had to change it. For that I buy reason. stock. <laughs> hey. <laughs> as long as my stock costs a b- more than Bitcoin. Yeah, at least yeah. Bitcoin share Listen, price. You got to do better than that Dogecoin. You, you, like, you oh might not beat the Bitcoin. You might not beat the Bitcoin out of the gate, but you can beat the Dogecoin. Yeah, you can definitely beat that. <laughs> I, there's people around here that are looking at their phones, just constantly freaking out over the cost of cryptocurrencies, and I'm just laughing, going, "I don't know what that is." Really? <laughs> I know a little bit. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> What do I know? I tell jokes. I talk to comedians. <laughs> so, folks, uh, I should also let you know that you can find all things Jackie Fabulous at JackieFabulous.com. And she also has two albums out. Uh, not, they're titled Who is Jackie Fabulous and Fabulously Naughty. They're available now wherever uh, you listen to uh, fine comedy albums, I guess. Yes. iTunes, all those good places. Uh-huh. So uh, check those out. And uh, Jackie, break a leg tonight. We're looking forward to seeing you. And uh We'll be right back with uh, the news with Ross Johnson. Stay tuned, everybody. Thank you, guys. Jackie, thank you for being awesome and watching another episode of the Carlson Cast. Don't forget, we're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube every Friday morning. You could also follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Carlson Cast. You can listen anytime on iTunes, Google Play, and we're now available on Spotify. You should also check out an amazing app called Laughable. And on the Laughable app, you can connect to your favorite comedians in a way you never thought you could before. Download it in the App Store and visit carlsoncast.com for information on more shows. And don't be a jerk. Rate and review. Ladies and gentlemen, when stand-up news comedy breaks every now and again, Ross Johnson Googles it. There he is, our stand-up news guy. Now that I got the Google, (laughs) finally. Thanks for I spring. feel like I've been waiting a while. <laughs> Thanks for springing for that. He's been banging it for all these years. It's true. All right. <laughs> been asked Jeevesen. Yeah. Um, is that why they call you Bing? Yep. Uh, <laughs> that is the reason. Hey, Brian, fix Ross's camera. Leave it on that three shot. Fix Ross's camera just a hair, Brian. Brian knocked the cameras earlier, so now Brian has to pay the penalty. Lies. There uh, we go. Oh, look at that kid. All right, Ross. Good job, Brian. What do we got going on this oh, week? Okay, so a little, little bit of a slow news week in general, but got a couple good ones. I've got two, not one, but two Cat Williams updates. We are um, the world's premier source of Cat are, Williams there's news. There's no other. <laughs> where else are you going to get updated Cat yeah. Williams news? Yeah. Uh, I so, need to call the jingles department. We need to get it like a Cat Williams breaking news jingle. <laughs> <laughs> so this was really interesting. So uh, Cat Williams was on the, the Joe Budden podcast, which is a thing. That I just learned is a thing. The, um, the Joe who podcast? Budden. Joe Budden. Budden. Joe Budden. Is that like I'm not, I'm not subscribed, so I don't okay. know. <laughs> I don't have a lot of information <laughs> about this. Apparently, Cat Williams will do any podcast but this one. So um, so they, they, they got to talking about cancel culture. And... I, I don't want to insult Cat Williams, because, of course, he's our bread and butter, and we love him. I would not expect Cat Williams to have a um, thoroughly nuanced take on yeah. cancel culture, and he absolutely did. And I'd sort of encourage. I don't know why wouldn't you think that he no, would? I, I mean, it's I, kind of his business. Well, I mean, I mean, he's you know his 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 comedy reputation is a little more like I'm gonna you know. Well, so let me let me let me tell you his take and why I think it's interesting. So, 
Um, I'd encourage people to watch the video because it's sort of a conversation. So I'm sure. not going to character. You know, I'm, I'm characterizing this sort of in my own in my own way. But he said, um, you know. Um, he was asked, where do you stand on comics' ability to be comics without judgment and repercussions from cancel culture? Uh, Cat Williams said, uh, some of these things are for the benefit of everything. Nobody likes the speed limit, but it's necessary. Nobody likes the shoulder on the road, but it's there for a reason. Uh, my point is that people weren't all that extremely funny back when they could say and <laughs> say what, whatever they wanted to say. Um, if all that's going to happen is we're going to have to be more sensitive in the way that we talk, isn't that what we want anyways? Um, so he, he went on to sort of... he. What he was sort of saying and what he went on to say, and again, check the whole video and don't just listen to my interpretation sure. of what he was saying, but um, he was sort of saying that, um, a, I mean, he, he went on to talk about, A, a lot of the things that people want to say seem to be very specifically yeah. directed at certain groups of people. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're traditional, like, the things that people want to say that they feel like they can't say, they've always been directed at, say, black people would be an example. Mm -hmm, sure. Um, and sort of the idea that if you, you know, there are always boundaries, there are always things that an audience is going to like and not like. Sure. And if you can't work either within or around those boundaries, then maybe you're not that good. Um, maybe you're not that valuable as an entertainer if you can't, um, um, again, uh, entertain an audience and yeah. do it in a way that's... I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't complain with it. The fact, the fact of the matter is... You know, as a performer, the way I approach it is people like you to tiptoe up to a line, mm. but, you know, you have to be very, very careful because the line is always moving. So and you always have to be thinking about that. And that's the art of it. So you know? it's like I always like to think of it now as, like he said, the speed limit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're driving down a road and it's 55. Other times you're going through a school zone. You got to go 30. Mm -hmm. You got to know the speed limit of your room. You got to know the speed limit of your audience. And yeah. I think that's actually quite a great analogy. Yeah, I watched it. And I was that's not the take that like you're saying I would have expected him right, to come right, to, but right. it was Did very, anyone try to shoot him? It was him very well. During the interview. <laughs> not so much. Did he have to retreat to a grocery no, store? There were no windows. Well, too, and you know, when you hear people complain like it's Pride Month right now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, there was a time not that long ago when mentioning that you were gay <laughs> would be a career killer, an absolute career killer. Um and now you can say that, and so you know, so things change for better, for worse, as far as that goes. But there's also, I mean, we've seen people like do crowd work, where um, you know you're doing sort of funny crowd work, and then it turns sort of ugly. Mean. It yep, turns yeah. sort of mean, and then you you know that's that that's part of the entertainment, like you said, that's yeah. part of the art. You've got to be able to gauge where that line mm -hmm. is, and you know, some you know sometimes you go over it accidentally, or sometimes you go over it. Um, mm -hmm. But if you can't sort of gauge that, at least to some extent, you're Probably not a, you know, maybe you don't have as much value as an entertainer. And, and I like that line he said in the interview where he said, he goes, think about all the people who got canceled. Like, are we going to miss any of them? Right. And he was kind of like, <laughs> was kinda like yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, but you know, the, the fact of the matter is everybody loves a fast, shiny car that could go 100, but... It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> you don't want to get hit by it. You don't want to be driving 100 miles an <laughs> hour. Yeah, you don't want to be hit by it. Exactly right. Well said, Ross Johnson. Thank now, you. I got to know. Okay. What else has Cat Williams been up to? Okay. Well, so this is uh, another. This is another another thing he said. A little different. Little different context. So he was on. <laughs> he he was, said, "Get me out of this Arby's freezer. Said, Get me out of this Arby's <laughs> freezer, please." Um, so he was on the Morning Hustle talk sh talk show, which I is a, an actual radio show. I think it's also a podcast. So again, he's doing podcasts all over the country. So Cat Williams, if you're available, please give us a call. Um, and he claims that uh, legendary entertainer 
comedian, Cedric the Entertainer, uh, stole one of his jokes very early on during the uh, oh, Kings of Comedy tour. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. And he really? Said, he said it was really damaging because it was like a big... You know, it was really damaging for him at the beginning of his career because it was a it was a big joke. So, so you're saying that Cedric did cat? He's claiming that Cedric did one of his bits on the King of Comedy. Yes, that is what Cat movie is on on the film. And the and the wow. joke is, I sort of didn't remember the joke in particular, but it was a joke about um, uh, space exploration and um, <laughs> the 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 punchline was sort of that white people like going to space because it gets them further away from black people. But then it continues like. But black people just keep going where white people go anyway, so it doesn't matter. So they'll follow them. That, that was basically the idea. Um, I kind—I I don't know. I, maybe I remember it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I sort of didn't remember. Believe, it. But anyway, that's the joke. I believe that, more that Cat wrote that joke because he's a genuine alien. Yeah, he knows a lot. Sure. He knows a lot more about space than the average <laughs> human. So uh, no, no reaction from this was just this past uh, Tuesday, a couple days ago, as we're recording this. So Cedric's not going to say a word. No, why would he? No. But, Ignore it. So, if anybody asks him, he's going. I don't know what you're talking about. Just mm-hmm. live your life. But Cat Williams did say, like, this was, you know, this was like one of his yeah. big jokes, and to have it stolen that early in his career was was a little hurtful. So, mm. don't yeah. we don't suffer joke thieves here. It's all alleged. You know, we don't have all alleged. A um, uh, couple couple more quick things. So uh, we had talked about hacks last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This is now a hacks uh, stand account over here. So <laughs> I just. Reporting that Hacks has been uh, renewed for season two. Okay. Um, Gene, Sp- Gene Smart still in contention for all the Emmys. Uh, for pretty much Man, everything. Man, you love this, this show, I huh? I love this show. I love it. Did you watch it yet? No, I it told yet. you. I'm waiting no. for it to finish. I know, it's just, I it's it. finished yesterday. Did you not binge it last night? <laughs> for God's no, sake, it's not, ten Ross. half hour episodes. What else are you doing all for right, five I'll, hours? He's got, he's got to sleep for nine, and then it takes three hours <laughs> to make himself look that good That's to get true. on camera. So. What time did you possibly have? I'm in makeup at four in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) You should see me when I'm unpresentable. That's terrible. (laughs) Before he puts his face on. So yeah. So I'm just I'm just going to keep talking about. I use a stapler. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I'm just going to keep talking about hacks for a while. Okay. Next week it'll be like remember hacks was really good. (laughs) It's over. It's it's between seasons. Nothing going on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this at home and you would like to be our stand-up news person, please send me an email at thecarlsoncast at gmail.com. First requirement. And if uh, you put hacks in the subject line, I'm going to be really pissed. First requirement is that you've never seen hacks. You've never seen hacks and never planned to. Yeah. You. the, The first question we're we're, the first thing we're going to say to you in the interview is Gene Smart, and you go who, and we go hired. That's how it works. <laughs> I just whacked my microphone for that. <laughs> I hope you're happy. Very. We just heard his soul, kids. Okay, so real, so real quick. So, uh, but I thought this was a little bit fun. Lifehacker had a list of uh, my, my my peoples at Lifehacker, where I also work. They had a list of the 15 funniest. I mentioned it's Pride Month. 15 funniest LGBTQ comedy specials. You can watch during Pride Month. I'm not going to read them all. Um, any guesses? What's your favorite LGBTQ-themed comedy special, Brian Ball? I feel like this is a trap. Yeah, it totally is. I'm trying to remember the I, name of it, but it was Eddie Izzard. It was the yeah. one with... Uh, Something was, Eddie Izzard, yeah, yeah, for sure. Eddie Izzard. Yeah, yeah. Eddie, Some, Eddie Izzard, anything. Some of these you're going to know. So the, Does he have 10 out? Those. <laughs> um, uh, Wanda Sykes, Not Normal. Um, Tignataro, Happy to Be There. Sure. Be oh, here, yeah. Or Be yeah. Here. Um, uh, sweet and salty, fortune Feimster, uh, the uh, the uh, the Hannah Gadsby, the the Nanette. What? Hold on. What? 
That made funniest. That made, you know. <laughs> You're telling me that that made a list of funniest anything. I, th- I think we've had another heated conversation I think we have about, about Hannah Gatsby. Yeah, I don't want to get started. In the You've already attacked Gene Smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. If you go after Shira, I'm that's leaving. Not like, <laughs> I'm that's not like. That's a heavy door. watch, is all it I'm is saying. A heavy watch. It's maybe not. Okay. I am not insulting Hannah Gatsby's performance or her material. I'm just saying that's a heavy watch. I'll let you have. I'll, I'll I'll give I'll give that to you. It's it's as comedy as comedy specials go. It's maybe not the laugh riot scenario. Yeah, okay. there's not a lot of LPMs. <laughs> Vinny did text me randomly like last night and just said he's glad B. Arthur was dead. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what that was about. But personal taste. No, I don't know why you waited for Pride Month to bring out your homophobia on this level. <laughs> what are you talking about? You attack Gene Smart. I like Gene Smart. <laughs> I was just it. teasing you. That's it. Um, the Joel Kim Booster Comedy Central had a special. Um, what are a couple other good ones? Uh, the comedy lineup with Mateo Lane. Oh, that's a good one. That was yeah. funny. Um, yeah, th- th- you know the the uh, the the they ready with F- Flame Monroe. Okay, so uh, good ones. Yeah, Can be good suggestions. Absolutely. Again, Nanette, you're right. I will give it to you. Prepare yourself a little bit. Again, it's not, you like know. if you're if you're reading that list and you're going to go down the list and be like, oh, this is the fifth funniest one because we're going to watch them all this month. <laughs> you're going to be don't, don't yeah don't get your friends together with some beers and like think yeah. you're going to have a good time with Nanette. I'll, I, yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, maybe watch it with a friend. Right, <laughs> someone you can cry with. Like, woo. So that's woo. that's the news for the week. I'm Next week, ladies and gentlemen, Ross tries to resurrect B. Arthur. <laughs> My black golden girl's magic. Yeah. <laughs> Ross and his necromancy. <laughs> Got B. Arthur's hand and... <laughs> Cloning cylinder. Yeah. What has this show become? I don't know. All I know is I'm glad you decided to stick around and listen and watch. Uh, for those of you who are listening, we appreciate it. For those of you who are just watching us on Facebook... Hanging out. You could uh, subscribe and listen to past episodes. Visit us at carlsoncast.com for that, or just look for us on Apple Podcasts or on uh, Google Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or anywhere there's podcasts. I like to say podcasts like that now because like a baseball announcer. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of our show. Go see Jackie Fabulous. Ross, thank you. Fabulous job. Brian Adequate as usual. Shoeless Joe on the board today. Yeah. Uh, thank you for watching. We'll see you next week.